Happy Monday! Today I talked to Anna Sims. She is a Ukrainian immigrant that talks about her time growing up in this socialist country. Her husband, Dwight, occasionally interjects to offer an English translation. I hope you enjoy hearing her story as much as I did. I've provided extra reading materials about the artificial famine and Ukrainian mafias in the episode description for you history nerds out there that want to learn more. Enjoy! So what was what was life like in Ukraine? Sometimes it was interesting in some areas, but um, mostly it was kind of tough. Uh, like um, clothes-wise, food-wise, you know, uh, surrounding in in a school, especially. At words, Christian for Christians were, was not not too easy, but you know, we were always thankful to God for everything. But what I want to say, we we don't want a uh, socialism here. It's horrible. Mm. It's dictatorship. You know, it's the party dictates you what to do. Uh, the, Sometimes we we never had like sometimes we had a, a empty shelves in a store, and we had a long lines for anything they bring like for example, uh, bread in a certain time. And uh, sometimes we we had only um, certain amount of bread available for for the family. Uh, we had this kind of uh, coupons. If you lost your coupon, you're going to be hungry for the rest of your day. So all kinds of difficulties, you know. Now, Venezuela, you can see what's happening in Venezuela. So we don't want it here, right? This is socialism. It destroys everything, slowly but surely. Yeah. So what do you think about when... Um, people like Bernie Sanders say that socialism is the solution. He's crazy. <laughs> Don't listen to him. He's he's weird. Yeah, but he has I weird mean, ideas. Uh, yeah. It's Mar- Marxism, right? Marxism, Leninism. It's a very bad ideas. Yeah, and so. But, I mean, free college, free health care, that sounds good. Free sounds good, but there is only um, free cheese in a mousetrap. You know, it's not free. We work hard, almost like slaves, you know. I, I worked since I was 15, and they pay me just uh, pennies. It's not much, not enough to, you know, to spend for anything. You have to be really sparingly, you know, spending your little money for food or clothes. To buy a clothing or especially shoes because we were not driving cars. It was really, really rare to have your own car. People who had... uh, own cars, they, we look at them like they're professors, they're somebody special. And we just walked uh, miles and miles and miles. And to walk miles, you need to uh, have a strong shoes. 
you know, and, uh, and our roads were horrible. So you can imagine walking like in a desert on our rocks and everything, covering miles. And especially in Ukraine, we, just like in Oregon, we had uh, lots of rain. So mud, you know, paddles and uh, rocky road uh, usually destroy our uh, shoes. And so we repair it and repair it until it's unrepairable anymore. <laughs> so, oh, lots of difficulty, all kinds of stuff. You know, when, when uh, we received uh, humanitarian help from America, we were so amazed. We saw that shoes were kind of old fashioned, kind of slightly old fashioned, maybe 20, 30 years old, but they almost knew. They were almost new. We were like, how in America people walk? Are they flying or what? When I came here, I realized you have a car as a shoes. You cannot walk miles. You have to have a car. So your shoes are completely new, you know. In 10, 15 years, they are still new. So it's, it's amazing. <laughs> America is good. America is good. I don't want her to change. I want her to change, like, make America beautiful. Make America strong again and great again, not way down. No, no socialism. God forbid. Bernie Sanders needs to go to rest, right? Yeah, and so you mentioned the artificial famine. Could you explain that? Uh, like I told you yesterday, they were uh, creating this kind of uh, agitage to, uh, I don't know if you know this. Uh, mm -hmm. No, agitage, it's like... Like uh, heavy movement, we have to, we are Communist Party, we have to be on the top of the world. We have to show, it was uh, just showing off, you know, just grab everything from our country and kind of sell it uh, around the world. Like we are Communists, we produce so much grain, we do this, we do that. But in real, people were suffering. And uh, uh, so it was uh, uh, in, 1933, it was an artificial famine created by a communist party by living people with no food. Yeah. So people were uh, walking around like zombies, uh, digging some roots and uh, uh, find some herbs and everything. So they tried to survive. Lots and lots of people died. And then... Uh, they had this weird idea, I don't know why, maybe because Ukraine had a beautiful soil. So they, they uh, removed people from Ukraine from certain areas and uh, uh, created famine, so the rest of them died. And, uh, and they uh, uh, brought people from Russia, like Eshalone. Um, how do you call it Eshalone? Echelon, like uh, um, trains of uh, Russian people with the old stuff, even animals, you know, uh, cows, whatever. Sure. Livestock. Yeah, livestock, whatever. 
so they uh, replace Ukrainians by Russians and it's created conflict so uh, sometimes people live together but inside of them they hate each other Ukrainians and Russians in certain areas I don't know in the area where I lived we had lots of Russians Bulgarians Ukrainians we always had a peace we never fought we never put each other down uh, but when this war started in 19 or oh, in 2014 um, the, uh, they um, stir up environment they they brought some weird ideas they dug some weird documentations and they say Crimea belonged to Russia and uh, Western Ukrainians they uh, there was always kind of resistance uh, toward uh, from Western Ukrainian toward our uh, place where I used to live. It was how you call it? Uh, South East Eastern yeah, Southeastern Ukraine. South Ukraine. So uh, we had different dialect. Actually, we we spoke Russian in uh, in my part of country, but Western Ukrainian they spoke heavy uh, Ukrainian language. If I speak uh, Ukrainian, I speak different kind of dialect language, but we understand each other, except some words, they have different words. So they kind of um, created this hatred, just like here in America, some uh, powers are, you know, saying weird things, like uh, they are lying to black people they align to white people and create this resistance so people hate each other for nothing in real as i know i don't know exactly what uh, happened my husband can tell you uh, i'm talking about america but um i know that democratic party did lots of bad things now they uh, uh twisted everything and they blame republican party of what they were doing so uh this is politic in ukraine lots of similar thing happened too because of politics why did the government replace ukrainians with russians um i cannot tell you why it just i think it's a secret still maybe wow. uh, they have secret documentations which are in library and special libraries and nowadays they as all about sure they open up what, what's going on and it's a uh, hard boiling things what's going on uh and we were like a sheep did not know much just being obedient if you say something against uh, you're gonna end up somewhere far away you know so we did not know much. Um, nowadays, you can search on the internet and find something. I cannot honestly tell you why. Maybe create some uh, hatred between Ukrainians and Russians. Maybe because they were jealous our soil was better. Who knows? So how is the, how is the health care there? Like when you go to the doctor, what was it like? Uh, 
Our doctors, they had good education. They had also uh, sworn that they will be uh, pro-health, will be helping people. Uh, we had good doctors, good education in schools and everywhere. But it depends on, uh, on the people's um, um, personalities. Some, uh, some doctors were treating us good, but some of them were too proud. They, especially, you know, in, in my country, there was corruption. The uh, doctors, uh, not all of them, but some of them, <laughs> I'm telling you now, in, uh, in, in my memory, a certain lady, uh, when I was pregnant, I spent a few months uh, in the, uh, how you call it, in the hospital when, uh, where you save your baby if you have some issues. So um, my experience, she was really harsh. She, she had a bad mouth and, and uh, she would intimidate everybody. We, uh, we had a big room and like seven, eight ladies in the same room. Yeah, so we had lots of, you know, uh, uh, stories to share and opinions. So uh, everyone hated her. But same time, uh, we were so scared. She was like a demon coming in into our room. She had uh, something bad to tell uh, to every lady that you have issue, you have this issue, this issue. Later on, I figured out I didn't have those issues. But she was uh, pushing fear on us, so we can, in trembling, we, uh, we, and she was like uh, asking where your husband is working, la, 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 la. She didn't have to know, but she was like digging, digging our family stories, and people understood that she needs some bakshish. So whatever they could, they would bring her, and she was so. Um, Bakshish is a uh, bribe. Right? Uh, like a bribe. Bribe, yes, like something from under the table. Uh, would be money, or would be uh, some lady was a uh, uh, working in a um, new fabrica. Okay. In factory, yes, uh, to to make some beautiful clothing. And she was like openly telling, I need black, white, and red, for example. And uh, the lady brings, ask her husband or girlfriends, and they bring, and this lady would take, she would never say thank you. And, and her attitude wouldn't change to better. So people try harder and harder. And uh, uh, there was no way you can sue someone, you can apply to police and they will do something. No, you were like a sheep, you know, you, you predestined live this kind of life. So shut your mouth and just enjoy your life, whatever you can. And uh, so, yeah, um, our medicine was free, but uh, in some, way it, it was good but um explanation why it was free because we work hard and they pay us a little bit and the rest of the uh, rest of the money went to cover our medicine and uh yeah we, we had uh, uh pills and all kinds of medicine it's uh it was cheaper than now like 
here I see it's uh, the prices are very up. There was a much cheaper, but but when when they pay you pennies, it's hard to even buy the cheap medicine. You yeah. have to sacrifice something like buy bread or medicine. Okay, and so how what was it like living on rations? You have to work hard home and at work to have something. Um, I don't know how to tell you. It's it was difficult. We mostly we survive on uh, fruits and vegetables, which we had at home, and uh, um, we had a uh, uh, goats, so we had milk all the time. We work hard to to have two three goats at least two three goats uh, to have a milk on the table, and so our mom uh, cooked something like borscht, like soup, uh, some kind of grain, you know, uh, salads and everything. It was uh, not much, but here I am. I survived and I'm healthy. Sometimes we think it's it's so bad when when you have nothing on the table. <clears throat> but we run outside, we run in the forest and eat some fruits and everything. And now I'm thinking maybe that's why I'm healthy. <laughs> because we didn't have much meat. You know, when when you have a lot of food, you gain weight, you have uh, problems and everything. But we were like uh, 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 like monkeys, <laughs> skinny monkeys. <laughs> and where was the meat? When meat? Mm -hmm. Like why? Why didn't you have meat? Ah, uh, because it was uh, unaffordable for us. We could buy uh, some. Um, they called um uh nabor nabor uh soup sets it's like a little chicken bones or or beef bones and you can uh cook uh, make some soup or borscht or whatever and uh, uh our our parents they <clears throat> Actually, Ukrainian, I don't know about Russia, Ukrainian people learn a lot how to take some meat out of it and make some uh, meatballs and make soup out of uh, uh, naked bones, you know. It, it's good bouillon, it's all right. We can survive. So, uh, yeah, because we were poor, we couldn't afford to buy meat. Maybe someone did. Uh, we had a, a different class. We had a, a maybe maybe not middle class, not much of middle class, but higher and and lower. That's all. Everybody's supposed to be same. We like uh, we had the same. Me kaksia. We are like everyone else, like a gray mice. We all same. And you know what? What is weird in our country? We we had this uniform in the school. We had uh, brown dresses, 
I was, it looked good, but um, it would be nice to have um, varieties. But we made our varieties. We we did this uh, lace uh, little, uh, how you call it? Manjete, what they did? Like, uh, like cuffs or something? Yeah, a little uh, lace, white cuffs and a collar. It was look good, kind of fresh. Uh, and everybody tried to make it different, so we, uh, we look different a little bit. But it was strict. You have to have a uh, dress code, you know, brown, uh, brown dress and um, black apron. And when we have some celebration, we had a white apron. And we made them beautiful too with laces, all kinds of things. You know, everybody <laughs> trying on their own to do something different. Um, I remember um, we never had this bright, um, bright outfit. Always kind of. Uh, Boys uh, supposed to have dark blue, navy blue suits. We have brown and black. Imagine school full of kids and everybody uh, dressed up in dark and almost same. No good at all. Not cheerful. Um, it's good to have dress code. Sometimes you think in America they should be having dress code because, you know, it creates um, rivalry, kind you call it that? Or, or um, team spirit, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, uh, how you call it? When, when uh, someone can afford something fancy oh, the and they, they started bullying those who can't. So we didn't have much bullying in school, but... Our teachers were really strict, director, we were so obedient, like soldiers. But as a kids, you always do something when nobody sees, you run, you, you know. Sometimes uh, kids were fighting, kids are kids in any circumstances. But um, it would be nice to have different kind of uh, bright uh, cheerful outfit it was they they kind of like artificially created this kind of uh sad spirit in us by everything everything around us was kind of we had to work hard in the in the school um they had strict uh, um uh, how you call it um grades and you have to go through exam at the end of the year but besides uh, learning uh, uh, basic stuff uh, yeah besides all of this we would uh, in certain days we would go outside and help uh, veterans war veterans veterans and uh Another thing, we would clean streets, we would pick some uh, uh, iron, not, not uh, like some metal scraps, yeah, 
and uh, give it to some certain facilities where they make something out of it. And uh, we also walk around and pick up some paper stuff, you know, ask people if, if they have some garbage paper and everything. And uh, there was certain, um, it, it was competition. We had to reach some point where who, who saved more, who brought more, and they give us some, uh, I don't know, grades. They, they would put kids in a, in a line in school and tell this class is accomplished better than everyone, and, and these kids were the best, blah, blah, blah. So they would encourage us to work harder. <laughs> it was not bad. Praise God, we we were like hard working. We we were not lazy, not sitting around, not playing around. Uh, they always had this kind of science that encouraged us to be a best citizen. Even though you you are a kid, they create in you some kind of patriotic spirit. It's good, actually. It's good. Uh, not good idea like socialism communism but uh to create in, in a in kids this pa patriotism um uh, they made us better citizens because we uh respected elders if you um taking right in the bus you would never see it when grandma is standing nowadays nobody cares so we were respectful i don't know if uh, socialism would uh, come to america i don't know about respect uh, kids are brainwashed already in the schools there is no respect to anyone only me 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 i'm a center of the universe I don't know, it, it, it's supposed to be um, engraved in you since you are a little kid. But right now, I don't think it makes sense to do something with this generation. This generation can be changed only by Jesus Christ, honestly. Um, so speaking of Christianity and religion, you mentioned that you were like um harassed in school a little because of your beliefs yes we were like disrespected because we we are weird you know we're not like everybody else majority of kids and majority of people were uh, at that time when i was grow growing up they already uh, lost their faith uh, at least uh, visibly in, inside um, nowadays when, when you hear some testimony and uh, older people telling that they were uh, members of a communist party and they they have to be 80s but even though they they would say i'm an 80s they always had faith inside of them and when uh, when the uh, time was tough, they always called to God. So nowadays they they are not afraid to say, "I always believed in God." But at that time, if they say, uh, 
for example, if you work at some some uh, some uh, facility, whatever uh, plant or something, and someone uh, talk to you and you say, "Yeah, I believe in God," that person can uh, uh, how you call it? Report. report, yeah, to to some uh, authorities, and they can call you and lecture you if you don't change your story maybe punish you by fine you know some amount and it's always painful you know when when they hit your pocket if not uh, there will be something more serious so it was really really strict you cannot talk about god could not talk about god openly yeah and they they uh at some point they started forbidding uh to our parents to take us to church so they were taking us secretly and uh uh because churches were uh, kind of um, under government they were dictating what to do they would send their spy into church and and they uh, those people declare a, a report who's who what they did blah, blah, blah. and later on you have some police come and uh, we had this uh, police car it's actually not police car it's like fbi car uh it was um kind of like pickup dark black we call it black crow and if it comes if it goes through 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 your street people are trembling they come for someone if they pick your mom and dad or or your brother you would probably never see them again so it, the fear was in the air all the time you were like my mom used to tell if we talk about something out loud, she said, Shh, kids, they will have ears. It means somebody uh, can always uh, stay somewhere and hear even whisper and run and, and declare and uh, report and probably be rewarded for us, mm -hmm. for, for, you know, spying. Uh, yeah, lots of Christians spend... Uh, years in a prison i was a little i i i don't know i cannot tell you uh, horrible stories my mom could tell my my grandpa was in prison spent many years in the prison he was beaten severely and i was hungry you know like in, in a prison, in a bad prison. As soon as he comes home, just uh, takes rest, takes uh, bath and something, and uh, just lay his head on a pillow, somebody's knocking on the window, and he runs away again and hides somewhere in the forest or whatever. And so my mom was raised mostly by her stepmom and was not very happy about it.
Always in the fear. And your grandpa was a pastor? Yeah, he was pastor. When he came to, uh, from famine in 1933 or 34, uh, he came, uh, brought his family to uh, Berdyansk, uh, an Azov Sea, if you know, small little Azov Sea, next to, uh, north to Black Sea. Uh, there is a small town, Berdyansk, very beautiful town now. And uh, so they survive by um, catching a little fish and uh, that fish uh, kept them alive. So uh, when he uh, came here, he started preaching and people came and started coming to Christ and he started church. To, uh, he came to Ukraine? Uh, he came from uh, uh, a place under Kiev. It's a different part of, uh, it's like center. Kiev, uh, but he came to south, southwest. Southeast. Yeah. Southeast, yes. And uh, so he started church. It was growing, growing, growing. Now it's a big, beautiful church. Lots of people worship God in that. They, they build huge uh, building and it's a really good church. So that is a memory of my grandpa. Yeah, and so how did you end up in Oregon? Uh, in Oregon, uh, here were some uh, people, um, later became our relatives through my brother. My brother married um, a girl whose brother was living already in Oregon. And so when they moved here, I already had in the church, we, we had an opportunity to fill out the applications uh, to move to America. And we did, but we, we didn't expect it. You know, okay, we lose nothing. So we filled it out. And uh, later on, when my brother got married and moved here, uh, shortly after, uh, they started helping us. They started, you know, calling embassies and everything. And so uh, the reason I had already my application helped me even more speedy to end up here. And then we help another brothers and sisters uh, one by one. And finally, we all, almost all here. Two brothers left there. I have two brothers here and two sisters here. Plus me, three sisters, two brothers. Mm -hmm. We have seven kids, seven of us siblings. Wow. Yeah. So um, it was through just like family that family helped you come here? We started through church, but uh, end up through family, yes throughout other family who became our family. They help us. You mentioned yesterday that in the 1990s, there was like mafias and stuff. Um, could you talk about that? In 1990, when uh, Gorbachev decided to give freedom, people from a communist party, he said, Piristroika, it's like rebuilding country. And it created chaos. There were some pluses, but lots of minuses. 
the places where we could privatize our uh, apartments, which I did. That's why I had an opportunity to sell it, to cover all my debts by, you know, electricity, water and everything. I had huge debts. So a uh, big chunk of it went to cover my debts. And uh, otherwise I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have money for a ticket. For three of us, I had two kids and, and I. So, but mafia. Yeah, there was a, um, I don't know, it created chaos because uh, it was kind of left out. People don't know what to do with everything. You know, we had everything, but we, we didn't know what to do with it. So the smartest one, uh, clever and uh, not, not very kind, got together in groups, bandits, banditos, banditi in Russian. Yeah, so uh, huligani banditi get together and started um, making raids, for example, on a, on an open market when people created kind of like little tents and, and sell some little things, they started uh, pushing them to pay them fine, a fine or whatever, how you call it. Protection money, Yeah, probably. So they were kind of covering them, protect them, and they were uh, paying big chunks. Uh, they had no, no other way to survive in this, uh, environment so uh, but this is uh, small things they were uh, uh, I don't know who had money who build up money by this way they started privatized big uh, facilities big um, always forget plants and everything and uh, um, the uh, the work didn't continue on the plants as it's supposed to be they laid out people, people uh, lost they, their jobs, so they had to survive. They started um, moving, for example, to Poland and buy some things, bring, and so it was commercial started at that time. I don't know, um, before we never, never had this kind of movement. We started having, uh, big big open markets because of it they start bringing uh lots of not very good quality uh clothing shoes whatever everything possible and um, so people try to survive this way the, the more market was growing the more uh, those people had an opportunity to rob people uh you know this uh, mafias i don't know how but they were fighting among each other. They had weapons. Lots of people died among them, and uh, so they they uh, they came, still kill and and destroy, just like devil does. And so they became very very wealthy, and they became they call themselves now oligarchs. They have billions, millions. Like I told you yesterday, some of them, even the wealthiest people in the world, they create this, uh, again, higher hierarchy and other people 
again, just like a slave. Poor became poorer, rich became richer. So I don't know, I, I've never been in, in Ukraine since I came here. It's been 23 years in America. I don't know how it's now. I don't know. But there is no communism anymore. People can live life wherever they wanted to. Nobody is dictating them. So is communism and socialism the same? Yeah, it's a, socialism It's a way to a communism. It's like a higher stage. It's always, you know, wherever communism starts, it's always end up, uh, I mean, socialism. Uh, it's always end up being communism. We had this, uh, this uh, science, we had this uh, songs and sayings. Uh, it was already socialism. But they always call us to uh, communism. We, we created communism. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be, it's on the horizon. It was always on the horizon. Like, as long as you walk, it's always on the horizon. We never knew what communism is going to be. But socialism was bad enough. I don't know what would be if communism come. Maybe we would have... Uh, 80. People hang on the streets, who knows? Yeah. No, communism is bad idea. Socialism is bad idea. We don't need it here. It hates religion, hates God. It hates families, uh, hates um, private, uh, like privacy, uh, home, uh, uh, livestock, whatever they grab, they take it to uh, uh, co collective uh, yeah, they, they create collective uh, when they're against private property yes, yes, they're against it if you uh, my, my grandpa he was working hard with his wife so they they uh, built this beautiful house. They had um, some livestock, and uh, when they couldn't uh, work on their own, they hired a couple of people than three people. So uh, when this communism, socialism started, they called them uh, kulaki. Kulaki, uh, I don't know how to explain. Kulak, it's feast. I don't know why they call them kulaki, but it means uh, they are um, too wealthy. So they need to share with people. And we had this, um, this song that we, um, we're gonna destroy old world till, to, to, the, to the ground and we will build our beautiful world. So this, this Antifa, probably uh, led by this kind of uh, idea to destroy everything and then build something which they don't even know what they want to build and out of what, out of ashes. Yeah, is there anything else you want to add or talk about? I want to say I'm a citizen of America. I'm really proud of it. I love America. America was built on uh, Judeo-Christian values. 
That's why it's beautiful. And I'm going to fight tooth and nail for what we have with God. God bless you. God bless America. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Young Republicans of Oregon podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to. Please consider donating by visiting our website, youngrepublicansoforegon.org. The donations will pay for political trainings for our volunteers, travel expenses so we can spread our message across the U.S., and better tech equipment.